being gay is great for a lot of reasons, including nobody asks you when you're having a child or even when you're getting married. <laughs> they don't ask you about getting married? No, nobody asks me. Maybe you got to take the whole Sims family on a Thanksgiving hike and they'll ask you the question. No. Why would I invite these questions? Welcome to Millennial, the home of pretend adulting and real talk. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Pam, we heard last week you were cooking your first Thanksgiving turkey. So how'd it go? I was. Beautiful 28-pound turkey. I'm really happy to report that I didn't mess it up, but it took so long to cook. So I was up at five o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving, (gasps) getting that bird in the oven. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, it went really well. Did your ancestors come through with the spices? I know that was something you mentioned on the last episode. I mean, like, (laughs) honestly, they really came through when it uh, came time to butter the turkey. And a normal person probably would have stopped. But I felt like my ancestors were pushing me to add more. More, more. I put, I I added so much butter under the skin, Mm. which is a pro tip that nobody should miss if they want to make sure that their breast stays moist. So, yeah, um, everybody loved it. There was like no turkey left. So I feel like it was a, it was a successful Thanksgiving. So you put it in the oven at five and when did you take it out? It was ready at, I was gone because I, I always do two Thanksgiving. So like I took care of it until 12 and then I left to my stepmom's house. I see. And I think um, my mom pulled it out at three. Okay. Wow. That's that's a but, long day for the I turkey. Basted, in that I oven. was basting every forty five minutes. I know some people use like the baster bag, but I always just grew up watching my grandma baste it by hand, and so that's what I was doing. And yeah. Well, we are proud of you. I know you were texting Pat throughout the day as well. I saw some Pam notifications pop up on the phone because he was. <laughs> Uh, cooking his first turkey too. He may have told you his turned out, in his opinion, a little dry. Mm. Um, I think I was a little too drunk to notice. But <laughs> I thought it was good. It turned out good. Do you know when I when I really notice always is like the next day, and so there was like a tiny bit of turkey left. It's always like white meat in my house because most people try and go for the dark meat, and um, it just like pulled apart so easy. I didn't even have to cut it. I was like, oh, this is like a moist turkey this is great this is all i wanted wow but yeah pat was listening to the show when i was talking about having turkey duty this year and he was like it's my first time too so we've been texting back and forth since then that's about, adorable like, what our plan of attack was going to be give him more of your tips i don't want to be as drunk next year <laughs> <laughs> and then i texted him on saturday which i is when I know you guys were going to have your Thanksgiving. I was like, good luck with your turkey. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. And so. Man, watching him stuff that thing with like fruit, that made me want to go vegan. That's just so oh, freaking disgusting. Really? Oh, I mean, honestly, like the prep work, first of all, the best workout I've had all month is like tossing around a 30 pound bird in my kitchen sink. Ugh. But yeah, you really have to get in there. It's kind of crazy. You're lifting up the skin. And maybe if he was putting butter under there, I would have been more into it. Yeah, you have to like get in there and 
remove it from like the top, but like not pierce it. And then you got to stuff the butter in. It's crazy. It's not for the faint of heart. Clearly, this is what we've learned. Yeah, no, I this type of arms deep in turkey. <laughs> yes. And then he needed help putting it in the oven bag. I, ugh, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. What we do to animals is tragic. <laughs> and you're totally right, Andrew. That visual of putting anything up into the cavity is just uh, like, you got to go from both sides, too. And he started stuffing it and then it started coming out the other, other end. I'm like, what? What are we doing? That's why I left the, the the neck skin on so that I could like tuck it under and everything would stay in place. Lovely. Okay, Pat and I need to compare notes. That's carnivores. <laughs> I'm just speaking for the vegetarians and vegans out there who are also get disgusted by this stuff. I'm with y'all. I mean, I still need to eat yeah. meat from time to time, I mean, but I'm with you. I get it. Listen, I get it because it's like it's one of those things too where you grow up having Thanksgiving, and if you're not growing up vegetarian or or vegan, your family is doing a traditional Thanksgiving. You just know that the turkey is on the table at the end. You don't really like know what goes into preparing it literally yeah. you know yeah like i have very vague <laughs> memories of of like being at my grandma's house and like watching her do some stuff and that really helped too but it is like way different when you're just like there <laughs> and you have your hands on this big chunk of me 100 percent. it's wild so we do have some stories to share from our own lives from our respective thanksgivings and we'll be sharing those in after dark today we also asked our listeners if they have any stories from this year's Thanksgiving or maybe a good story from years past. And we got many great stories. And we're actually going to be getting to those in today's episode. Those are the main focus. We're, of course, uh, <laughs> reading all your stories out in public anonymously. And then ours <laughs> are within the, the secure location that is called our Patreon, where we know exactly who is listening so we can openly talk shit. <laughs> We're cowards. That's what it is at the end of the day. Just cowards. We're cowards who want to survive Christmas <laughs> this year, so we can't talk about these things. And That's the thing. We, we don't want to be like exiled from our families just yet. So that's the trade-off. If you all want the tea, then we need to hide behind <laughs> closed doors. <laughs> When you put it that way, we do sound like cowards. <laughs> I mean, we are. I wasn't uh, giving an opinion there. I was stating fact. <laughs> maybe maybe next year we um, all also submit anonymous stories and we'll just like Ooh. pop them randomly in. And then the listeners can guess like who. I thought you were going to pitch a T-shirt idea. I thought you were going to say next year's Patreon gift could be like, we're cowards. It says across the front of the T-shirt or something like that. <laughs> well, that's just the staff shirt. <laughs> How about a uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, Giving Tuesday, y'all? pay attention to what was going on over the last few days i bought a couple things i did um yeah a couple of things that are christmas presents for people okay. who listen to this show so i'm not gonna go into that um but also got a pretty good haul from glossier the love of my life that i talk about all the time on this show um they had a really good cyber monday deal it was 30 percent off and when you look at some of the price points on their stuff, you can get your complete skincare collection and any other makeup or fragrances you might want. And 30% on that kind of bill actually is quite a bit of savings. So uh, highly recommend checking them out for any sales they have throughout the year because they're usually pretty good. 
was that 30% discount a true Cyber Monday one day only deal? Do you know? No, it was a few days. Um, it didn't okay. it didn't go on as long as some of the Black Friday sales have been going on. I know you're gonna talk about this, Andrew, but it feels like a lot of Black Friday sales were going on for weeks, right? It seems like at this point, Black Friday starts like the day after Halloween. And you see these commercials like Black Friday starts now and it's November 1st, even before Halloween. It's frustrating as a consumer because then you actually get to Black Friday. And this used to be a fun day where you go to Best Buy or you go to Target. I mean, not fun for the employees, but you go and get these truly special one day only deals. And those seem to just not exist anymore. Or if they do, they are very hard to find. There were TikToks that went viral showing people in Target pulling up the Black Friday price. It says across the top Black Friday deal. And, you know, let's say it's a TV and it says $399.99. They pull up that Black Friday price tag and they see the same exact price underneath it. And it's just the normal sale price. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. And I, I don't really get what they're doing because... I don't know. I guess they ultimately make more money if they have a month of quote unquote sales than just one day. But it's still sad. It's like it was fun. Cyber Monday used to be fun. It's just not anymore. Pam, did you um, get any deals? I just wait usually to see if there are any streaming deals. So I re-signed up for Hulu. Um, They have like, you know, 99 cents per month for the year. That is a good so, deal. That was nice. Um, I wasn't able to add on Disney Plus because I already have that subscription and there was no way to like get out of it. But I wish I had canceled earlier because then I could have gotten that as an add on for two dollars a month. And that would have been really nice. But yeah, like um, they do that deal every year. And as long as you cancel, this is like a good tip for people. If you cancel a month before Black Friday. Or a month before the deal starts, it usually starts like the week of Thanksgiving, then you can still opt in as like a re-sign up oh, okay. to their 99 cents a month for 12 months. So. so that's a good thing to add to your calendar so you can remember, you know, yeah. a year from now. Yes. Some people just kind of like, you know, have two different email addresses and they toggle between them every other year. That's too much work for me. I'd rather just cancel <laughs> the subscription a month before and then re-sign up. That is a good idea, though. Totally separate accounts. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Laura, a minute ago before I asked Pam? Oh, you know what? I think the moment has passed, but I was going to say as somebody who worked retail for 10 years, uh, I always hated traditional Black Friday and uh, I'm not happy to see it. go. Or excuse me, I'm not sad to see it go. <laughs> yes, fair enough. It's miserable being an yeah. employee working that. Yeah. A lot of stores were like, I love the new trend of, that's been going on for a few years of big box stores closing. So like Target and, and Walmart were both closed Thanksgiving. I think that's great because yeah, yeah. Black Friday it's just, was just starting earlier and earlier and it was intense. And it just turned into a bad look for these stores, I think, to open up Thanksgiving night. 
the one deal I actually found and wanted to participate in, Peloton, over the last few days, they make a lot of good workout clothes. So they were doing up to 70% off. And plus, I signed up for their annoying-ass text messages and got an extra 25% off. And some of these prices were already really good. So I bought a lot of stuff that I needed for a little over $100. And again, really good workout clothes. So now people are just going to see me being a Peloton hoe when I'm at the gym or like on a hike or something. Uh, but hey, it's good quality stuff and it's hopefully going to last me a while. So that's the one thing I got and I was like excited to get. The thing that I thought was really interesting was Apple TV announced their price increase really close to Black Friday, which I thought was an interesting choice. I got that email a couple of days before Thanksgiving that my plan was going to go up to $9.99 a month. But I will say that if you opt in for the annual subscription, it's $99 for the year. So you can actually get some savings that way, and it actually comes out to about the $7.99 a month that you were paying before. Um, but yeah, I just I thought that was such a an interesting timing choice for them <laughs> to be doing that right before Black Friday. Let's get get them locked in before they start spending more money and realize they don't right, have right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you watch on Apple TV? That dinosaur show, but what else? Well, yeah, the dinosaur show. Um, but I also uh would watch John Stewart's show, although that has been canceled. Um, but I really like Severance. Um, oh, that I don't is know if you good. watched the That's first season yes. of that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of other series that I'm interested in checking out on there. Um, I'm also interested in what's that new Scorsese movie that's on there? I keep forgetting the title. Oh, it's really long. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that one too. So Same. there are a few things that I uh, tune in for on Apple TV. Don't watch The Morning Show. It's the biggest waste of time ever. Really? It's so bad. I was excited about it. Season one was fine, but then it just really went off the rails from there. Oh, man. See, I really liked season one. Um, yes. I haven't really kept up with it, and I was planning to. I know season three do- dropped recently. It's like laughably bad at times. I will just turn to Pat and be like, what is going on with man, this show? I hate that because I, I did enjoy the first season. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah I like the first season, too. Speaking of holiday gifts, just a reminder for everybody, the Millennial and MuggleCast Overstock store is now open. You can grab extras of our awesome patron gifts while supplies last. We got the Millennial Water Bottle, the Adulting Planner, the 2020 t-shirt, and a bunch of MuggleCast items. Y'all, there are only two water bottles left. Last chance to get the hot weapon of the year. This thing is dangerous <laughs> and keeps you hydrated. It's like a two for one deal. And look, we're going to be traveling during the holidays. You, you need a uh, like a secret weapon on hand at all times. And after you hear these stories on today's episode, you might be more inclined to get one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we made these gifts for patrons and we've had some extras that we've been sitting on. And now finally, we're selling them. And... We're really excited about this because we haven't sold physical gifts to listeners outside of Patreon for years. So now this is a great chance to help support the show. And I just love the timing. We accidentally kind of fell into the timing, opening the store right around the holiday season. So please check it out. It's mugglemillennial.etsy.com. There will be a link in the show notes as well. mugglemillennial.etsy.com. 
gmail.com. Also, please order your gifts ASAP to make it to wherever you need them to go for the holiday season. Um, come like December 18th, we're going to have to halt shipments but we've got like a good two and a half weeks until then people are ordering i'm turning them around same day or the next day so order now and we'll get those in the mail to you within a day or so we'll put it in the mail within a day or so i should say so we will kick off our thanksgiving confessional palooza in a moment but first we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back And so begins this year's Thanksgiving confessional palooza. I think the timing here is also really nice because these stories and our reactions and maybe our solutions may be helpful for people as they navigate the upcoming Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday season. So again, all these stories that we read today, we're leaving them purposely anonymous. This first one reads... This Thanksgiving marks the 10-year anniversary of why I don't really talk to my older brother, so this is great timing to tell the story. I was fresh out of college and living three hours from home for my first teaching job, feeling completely alone and very not confident with how things were going. My brother had always been a normal older brother with teasing and stuff, but he'd been an alright brother growing up. At this point, he hadn't seen me since my college graduation in May. I got to Thanksgiving at our grandma's with my now husband, then long-term boyfriend. We went through the buffet line and sat down next to my brother and sisters. We said hi to everyone, and my brother looks at me and chuckles, so they haven't fired you yet? All of my insecurities about the previous three months came boiling up, and I just couldn't believe that was the first thing he'd say. Not hello, how are things going, do you like your school, anything else. I couldn't even respond. I just walked out of the house with tears streaming down my face on the brink of a full-on ugly cry. My partner told him off and then came out to comfort me. I've never gotten an apology. And listener, remember, this is 10 years on now. The worst part is that if he weren't such an asshat of a brother, I think we'd actually get along. He shares funny memes on Facebook, we have similar political views, and he seems to be a good human to other people. We've been cordial over the years and have begun making small talk at holidays recently, but that comment still stings. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a shitty thing to say. I also want to add here that there was some additional context in this email. It was just a little bit on the lengthier side. So I did try to trim it down here. But the writer did go in a little more detail about some of the insecurities they were feeling about that first new job out of college and how, you know, that already primed the situation to be even a little bit more delicate with her brother making an offhanded comment like, or I'm saying I'm assuming this person's gender, I shouldn't do that, how it made their brother uh, make an offhanded comment um, that, you know, maybe was intended from his side as a joke, um, but obviously didn't land very well, because to the confessional writer's point, they just weren't that close and hadn't seen each other in a long time. So that was just context he didn't have. Um, Not that it excuses anything, but I just wanted to make sure to mention that there was some other context in the email that was sent in. Well, props to this person for being the bigger person. The fact that you can put aside the comment and how that made you feel and still be cordial for the sake of the family gatherings, that takes a lot of strength. Um, 
I have issues with some people in my family and I don't know if I could muster up that strength. So I, yeah, I just think that that's really big of you. What really gets me about your older brother is that he hasn't seemingly put the pieces together that this is why your relationship has frayed. And what is so hard about saying sorry at this point, I assume if he came to you and apologized, things would start improving from there, or at least they have a better chance of improving compared to where things are right now. I think that's what really trips me up here. I can't believe he, like, he hasn't realized it, or he's not big enough to mm-hmm. say, you know what? I realized that 10 years later, we still have a damaged relationship, and it's because of me. I'm sorry. Let's fix things. What's so hard about that? Yeah. Some people just don't like they're too proud to apologize, even if they don't think it like because the thing about apologizing, right, it's it's for the person. And you need to understand that even if that comment or whatever was said didn't bruise you in the same way, it made a huge impact on the other person. And that's important. And you should validate that. Right. But there are some people that will just be like, oh, like you're so mad about that. That's so dumb. Instead of just acknowledging that they hurt you, even if they didn't mean to. Maybe he doesn't remember the comments. Kelsey's listening live on our Patreon right now. But doesn't he think about why your relationship is still damaged? Yeah. Yeah. I would also assume that like at this point, your parents know why you guys are estranged, right? So, or like some family member that could say, you know, you could fix this further by addressing this thing that you did. Yeah, I I'm glad Kelsey mentioned this because it's something that occurred to me. Um, And again, we only have the context we've been given. Right. But it almost reads to me like maybe these two were never that close. The writer describes him as like an all right brother growing up, but it doesn't seem like they really saw each other all that much. So it's Mm. possible that he made that he kind of stepped in it with this comment. Obviously, it's not a great thing to say without knowing what was going on in the confessional writer's life at the time. And as a result, because it didn't really feel like a, a momentous occasion for him, maybe he doesn't remember it. I think about, you know, I have a brother and my brother and I in in all of you know our time together, uh, he's five years younger than me, so we have 30 years of lived experience as siblings. We have for sure said shitty things to each other over the years. And yeah, some of it does still sting, but I feel like the reason it's easier to work on and get over is because we are closer. So I don't know, that might be the issue at play here. All right. Well, anything else to say or shall we move on? No, I think we can move on. Um, This one isn't really a family story. It's a restaurant hell story. (laughs) Um, So the writer says, I didn't get to see my family on Thanksgiving because I work in a restaurant. And for the most part, the people I serve today were very nice and understanding until I had a group of four older people who were probably in their 70s. I thought everything was going fine when I went to check on them, but the men started berating me, asking, do you know what your job is? It's certainly not waitressing because that's not what you're Mm. doing. 
I said, excuse me? And the other man said, does your brain not work either? And that's why you can't understand what I'm saying. The problem, you may ask, says the confessional writer, they didn't have enough knives at the table. They also didn't even have food out yet. Jokes on those assholes. I have a master's degree and I'm serving right now to put myself through nursing school. Maybe there is a brain rattling around (laughs) up there. (laughs) This person also sent a photo of themselves to us, right? They were upset in the bathroom, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah, they were having a a good cry in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this. I wonder, was it a group of four guys? She names two men. Yeah, it was uh, two couples. This was, again, me trying to consolidate a little bit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because we, I mean, we love reading all of y'all's stories, but sometimes if they're a little bit on the lengthy side, we have to tighten them up a little bit for the air. Yeah, I I appreciate that as the audio editor. But yeah, it was two heterosexual couples. All right. Okay, thank you. Because the reason I ask is because I can imagine a group where it's like four old men who are being sexist and rude and maybe their wives aren't there or maybe they're all single and they they just feel like they have free reign to treat people like shit and it's so messed up how do y'all feel about like going out to eat for thanksgiving on thanksgiving night i'm kind of of two minds on it i think it's fine if you want to do that but i also think that if you're choosing to do that you better be fucking nice (laughs) to anyone who's working so that you can eat and tip them very instead well of being at home. Yeah. It's same thing with like, like we don't, um, my family celebrates Christmas Eve. So we tend to, we've been doing this since we were kids. I, I know that Jewish people do this a lot too. We go out for Chinese food on Christmas day and we're always so nice to the same mom and pop place we've been going to for, you know, six years now. We were super nice to the one that we used to go to before because they're always packed and people are mean and I just don't understand, like, at this point, if you're choosing to do that, how you don't have the hindsight to know that they're going to be busy. Um, so you're going to have to wait, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've done it a couple of times. One time was when I was in high school and I don't remember what the occasion was, but for some reason we weren't we weren't going to be able to do the traditional Thanksgiving dinner at home. So my parents took us out to a really nice restaurant. And then the second time was when I was living in Costa Rica. My mom and grandma came down to visit me over Thanksgiving break. And we ended up traveling um, to Monteverde. And we happened to find this hotel bed and breakfast that was run by a Swiss couple. And they also had their own Swiss restaurant on premises. So we had Swiss food for Thanksgiving, and it was actually really nice. Um, But in both cases, we tipped the shit out of people. (laughs) Yeah. Even though we're in Costa Rica, we're like, generally speaking, people aren't celebrating Thanksgiving unless they have like expat connections, right? So we still wanted to treat people well in the spirit of the season. And I think that gets lost for people a lot of times. Yeah. It's the same thing too with people that brave the malls on Black Friday or like right before Christmas. Have some patience because you know there's going to be a lot of people out. You know there's going to be lines. So why are you coming in here with your bad attitude, upset about having to wait for 20 minutes, everybody's doing their best. They're trying to get you out as fast. We don't want you there. 
you know? And they're probably mad at themselves for waiting till the last minute. And then they have to deal with the, the hustle and bustle that is, you know, like Christmas Eve shopping. I said I'm of two minds of it because on one hand, it's sad that people have to work on Thanksgiving night or Thanksgiving day and potentially be taken away from their families. Maybe some people don't have families to go back to. So maybe they enjoy the distract distraction and would appreciate the, the extra tips. And then on the other hand, I can also see why people go out to eat for Thanksgiving dinner because maybe they can't cook at home for whatever reason, or maybe it's a special occasion on, on a different level. Um, or they just want to have an experience out at a fine dining restaurant for Thanksgiving. So there's like a bunch of different reasons why you would. And I'm definitely not shaming anybody who would. Pat and I ate out for Thanksgiving in Palm Springs two years ago at this supper club. And there was this live jazz band there. Frank Sinatra used to frequent it. So I was like, we should definitely go check this out because Pat's a big Frank Sinatra fan. It was very, very nice. But yeah, we tipped well. We treated the servers nicely. I still felt a little bad. Um, but I, I guess you just got to hope that they're okay with being there. I don't, I, I guess that's all you can do. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not like it. And some, go ahead. I will say really quick, some, some restaurants, so, um, or even like coffee, coffee shops. I've never worked at a restaurant, but I've, I've worked coffee shops on and off. They will also like black out the holidays and say, and they will ask you to, are you okay with working, um, Thanksgiving Christmas Eve because we don't let our employees um, request those days off. And it kind of sucks because you're probably applying to the job because you need money. So they're kind of pigeonholing you into that. But um, I I don't know. At least you, you have the foresight to know that you might be called into work. Yeah. Those days, um, I've always been really lucky with managers and um you know, I'll say like, oh, like Christmas Eve is big for my family. Um, can I can I work the opening shift and I'll take, you know, like the closing shift on Thanksgiving or something like you, you kind of like if you're at a good place, you can kind of figure out how to work around. I have heard uh, of that other type people's of thing. schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I also know that for every place that is fair about that and, and tries to lead with compassion for employees that do want to go make it to see people that they love. There's another place that's going to completely take advantage of that. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In retail, um, they always have these blackout weeks where Mm. uh, you'll have hell to pay trying to get any time off around Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or, you know, whatever you want to celebrate, especially if it's something that falls sort of during these very mainstream holidays in a retail sense, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So like, I always when I was working retail, I worked every Christmas Eve. And more often than not, I got stuck with closing shifts. So I wasn't getting home until night, which sucks. Yeah. Or if you're working at Apple retail, I have heard in the past, they put blackout days, weeks around like iPhone releases when they need all hands on deck Mm -hmm. for those things. So it even happens outside of the damn holidays, too. Oh, yeah, I could. So when the iPhone 5 came out, I couldn't go to a friend's wedding because those dates were blacked out for that phone launch. Oh, man, that's wild. Damn you, Steve Jobs. It really sucked. (laughs) So Thanksgiving 2021, we did that fancy ass supper club. 
spent like probably $300 or something like that, a special Thanksgiving meal. But, you know, it's like a once in a lifetime thing going to that supper club. The next year, balanced it out by going to Jack in the Box after seeing a movie in Tucson, Arizona. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And God darn it, do I like those uh, ultimate cheeseburgers from Jack in the Box. So that was a great <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner for me. All right. So now we have some stories from uh, those who submitted them via our social media channels. So the first one here reads, we went to my cousin's house the day after Thanksgiving this year for a smaller low-key family dinner. We were all sitting around the dining room table talking when the topic of finasteride, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, if not, oops, (laughs) was brought up because one of my cousins is taking it for hair loss, great hair loss drug. Finasteride also happens to be used for benign prostatic hyperlapsia, BHT, BHP, and large prostate that people in their 50s, 60s typically get, which causes urinary problems. My uncle took this opportunity to describe it in detail, his yearly prostate exams to everyone at the table, homophobic jokes included. To make things worse, erectile dysfunction can be a side effect of finasteride, and my uncle proceeded to make a bunch of jokes about how he has never had a problem with getting an erection and how his dick is so hard it can be painful for his wife. Oh, man. (sighs) When he tried to fist bump all the men at the table, like what? Where does he get (laughs) off? Where does he get the audacity? I'm horrified. I hate men. (laughs) Thank you for giving me all the big uh, 10 cent words, by the way. (laughs) I was going to say, Pam, I edit a podcast who uh, talks about Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Abby is one of our listeners, actually. Hi, Abby. And uh, they go through some of these words. Sometimes I'm like, how do you know those? They are so big. Yeah, it's probably because they hear them on Grey's Anatomy, so they have a little touchstone. I guess, I mean, they still trip up over them, but it's like expected because, you know, they're big doctor words. I actually have an uncle like who's never gone this far, but he's willing to push the boundaries, you know, like in front of my dad or like my brother or sister, anybody around the family. And I'm just like, come on. Can you not hold back, like, really, in front of family? Yeah. It's almost like they gear themselves up to do that every year, right? Like, they just can't wait to go to Thanksgiving to cause a scene. Yeah. Or to make someone feel uncomfortable. They like the attention. They like creating some shock, shocking moments or some shock value. You know, I feel like your uncle may not have gotten enough attention as a child. <laughs> yeah. If if he's acting out in this way to try and center the event's attention on him, that's what it's giving. But also, like, ugh, can you imagine me like, oh, I can't wait to go and tell my family about my hard dick? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, your poor aunt. <laughs> How much, did this person have a lot of alcohol before they started telling this story Probably. about their hard she dick? Must be, I would be so embarrassed. Me too. And also, smaller, low-key family dinner. It's probably, what, like less than a dozen people? <laughs> You're yeah. this up. I'm uh, sorry you went through that cringe to the extreme. Yeah, that's gross. And then it's like, you can't just move on from that. You're, like, you're, th- you're turning that over in your head for the next like half hour. Like, I cannot believe Uncle Dan just said that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this next one, short and sweet. My Graham greeted my cousin by saying, you're giving your mom anxiety for not graduating college yet. Wow. Thanks, Graham. Rude. Well, we don't know the full context here, but this reminds me of when people say, like, why aren't you married yet? Come on. 
What's taking so long? Yeah. Or like, when are you having kids? Yes. Right. Is the other thing. I hate hearing stories. Um, This has never happened to me, but I hear stories uh, about other people who have experienced family members being like, is there another bun in the oven? Like (laughs) something like that. Just trying to make Thanksgiving puns about having children. Speaking of these dinner rolls, is there another bun in the oven? It's so gross. It's so gross. And it's like you just ruin the holiday for everybody. Nobody's going to want to be there if you're prying into their private life or trying to get them to talk about things that they're uncomfortable talking about. Being gay is great for a lot of reasons, including nobody asks you when you're having a child or even when you're getting married. (laughs) They don't ask you about getting married? No, nobody asks me. Oh, Maybe I give off the impression I'm I'm an old Scrooge who doesn't want to put a <laughs> ring on it or something. I would, I would think marriage would be fair game for the gays, but uh, guess not. I, yeah, I, I no, really, nobody. Not asks that anyone me. should be asking, but <laughs> maybe it's the fact that I live away from my family. We don't even get into that many. Like my brother has asked me, yeah, but that's like on. He loves asking the big questions when we're like on a hike. But th- right. that's like the only time it's ever come up. Nobody else has asked me. Yeah. Maybe they're probably like, well, they bought a house together. That's practically married. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you got to take the whole Sims family on a Thanksgiving hike <laughs> and they'll ask you the question. No. Why would I invite these questions? Now, this all said, <laughs> Pat will be coming home for Christmas with me for the first time. And he's going to see a good part of the family. And then I'm going to his house for his brother's wedding. And I'm going to see, unfortunately, like too many people there. So (laughs) there's I'll report back if anybody asks this question to us. Yeah, because we're throwing ourselves into the lion's den. So it could. I feel like the wedding is the perfect scene for that to take place, too. (laughs) Godspeed. (laughs) This is the same family I got cropped out of the the cousin photo. So on the other hand, maybe not. <laughs> Remember that story? See what you should. Yeah, I, I guess do. you don't get cropped when you're married. <laughs> <laughs> you should just start flipping the bird in these pictures, Andrew. But do it very discreetly. Yeah, like to I'm see, like, like scratching my forehead with my middle finger. Do they catch it and crop you out? Or do are they so used to your presence at this point that they leave it in? Yeah. <laughs> Quick story for everybody, just to catch anybody up who doesn't know or, or forgot this. I go home to Pat's family. It's actually, it was for another wedding. I was there. There's a big cousin photo. I didn't stand in the photo. I realize I'm not a cousin. Pat's mom says to me, oh, go get in the photo. I go on the end. It's probably like 20 people or something in this photo. Pat's gay male cousin posts this photo on Facebook. Gay male married cousin posts this on Facebook and crops me out. It's like, dude, we're supposed to stick together. Why would you crop me out of that photo? What does that say to everybody else in the family? That if you can't handle me in the photo, who of them can? Is it? Does Pat have any other gay relatives? I don't know why. Is that? Is this cousin like I will be the only one? Oh, maybe he's like jealous. <laughs> I could not believe that. I was shocked. I didn't even want to be in the photo. Oh, that is very petty. 
Okay, well, moving on to our next social media share. Um, this person says, my dad put leftover pie in the fridge with raw turkey, and then we came back to a bloody pie. Oh, Ew. Gross. Ugh, I hate How this. How does that happen? It must have like leaked down. Yeah, they probably put the turkey on the shelf above the pie. Yeah. I'm imagining. Clearly, like, I guess a leftover pie. With, wait, hold on. How does this work? It must have been leftover pie from before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it must have been like thawing the turkey. Yeah. Like the night before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very perplexed about the this timeline of events here, but I believe you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. And uh, we got one more from social. Mm-hmm. This last one reads, I praised the Michelle and Barack Obama marriage and my mother-in-law said, Barack Obama sucks because he smokes. Okay. Well, if that's the worst thing about him, then I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It almost sounds like your mother-in-law was looking for an acceptable reason to dislike Barack Obama. And the list was small (laughs) of things that Mm -hmm. she could say. Couldn't say because of the color of his skin over Thanksgiving. He also quit, too. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to ask about that. All right. Well, we have a few more stories today that were submitted via Patreon, and we'll get to those in a moment. But first, a quick smoke break. We'll be right back. Here is the first one from Patreon. This was five to six years ago, but it's a doozy. Every year at Thanksgiving, my grandmother would invite her friend Arlene because she didn't have family nearby to celebrate with. Arlene is not the most pleasant person to be around and has had five or six husbands in her life. During this particular Thanksgiving, her last husband was very old and wasn't doing well health-wise. About halfway through the day, he had gone to the bathroom, and then they very quickly left without much word to anyone. A little while later, we learned why. My cousin went to the bathroom and then quickly came out to tell my mom that the bathroom was covered in literal shit. And I mean covered, all caps. It was absolutely everywhere. Apparently, Arlene's husband had an accident, quite literally all over the bathroom. And instead of telling anyone, they just left. My poor mom had to clean it all by herself. Then when my birthday came around... The next February, my grandma, who was notorious for writing random news in our cards, wrote in my birthday card, happy birthday. By the way, Arlene's husband died. (laughs) She showed up at the next Thanksgiving and didn't apologize or even say a word about it. (laughs) I mean, I kind of don't blame Arlene for not wanting to address it. But I guess just say the uh, he had an accident. I can't believe she came back. He had an accident in the bathroom. We got to go. Somebody should go take care of the bathroom. I'm so sorry. Like something like that. It's not easy to say, but yeah. it's better than or at least they like away. So, don't go in the bathroom. I'll be sending a cleaner over. That is exactly what I was thinking, Pam. Mm-hmm. We are so sorry. Please don't go in there. We are calling like an emergency service. cleaning crew to get out here ASAP. <laughs> are there such things on like Thanksgiving nights? <laughs> oh, you'll pay a premium for it, but they yes. exist. But it's what you should do. Yes. That's the polite thing to do. It is. 100%. I'm also just wondering, were there alternative bathrooms in this house? Maybe there was only one bathroom. Like my grandparents' house only has one bathroom, for example. Yeah. I mean, our place only has one bathroom. Mm. So if somebody shit all over the ceiling and walls, we'd be kind of fucked <laughs> This is why I never want to have Thanksgiving at Laura's. 
I've got three bathrooms, Laura, <laughs> so I've got two on standby. I know. I know. We've we've had the uh, three bathrooms, the triad, as it were, well documented behind the scenes here at the on the uh, hypeable family of podcasts. Weirdly, weirdly so. <laughs> Having three bathrooms is not fun. It's just more bathroom because you have to clean all three. Yeah, three yeah. toilets to clean. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wild story. It really is. I feel terrible for your mom having to clean that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I. That's. Can I briefly say this person said the bathroom was covered in literal shit? And I mean covered. It was absolutely everywhere. You see this in public restrooms sometimes, like the remnants. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to anybody who's like eating right now. But I always wonder, like, <laughs> what what happened in there? It's like on the wall. I was at this. I assume that, like, I don't know, like, the. <sighs> that it's somebody that was unstable like homeless people sometimes will go in and use public restrooms and well i mean it takes a lot of work to get it all over the place yeah well and i will say too that is um a mental health condition some people genuinely do have a disorder where they will intentionally spread shit everywhere actually we had one of these this is a total tangent but when i was an undergrad we had uh a student who was there um, who would do this in a few of the public bathrooms around campus. And at the time, uh, everyone on campus affectionately referred to this person as poop hands because we didn't understand that it was a real condition that, you know, should be addressed and and that person needs help. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. I've, seen it i've walked into stalls (laughs) yeah that Mm -hmm. were covered in shit and been like what the fuck i was gonna say i i um was at a nice bed and breakfast for a wedding back in april pam when i saw you and my bathroom Mm. in my room had noticeable stains stains on the wall and maybe it's somebody with one of these mental health conditions or just a health condition but also it's up to the cleaning crew to you know notice these things because yeah so well and the and the bed and breakfast to paint over or like re-paper do something to make it look nicer yeah and like i to me it looked like it could have been wiped off i wasn't gonna touch it but Mm. it just always crosses my mind when you see that like how did that get there what happened in this room when that occurred maybe they really had to go and they just could not wait until they fully sat down on the potty i you know i was thinking what if it's explosive diarrhea right like that can happen (laughs) again we apologize to anybody eating right now (laughs) Uh, all right well this next one from our patreon says i successfully avoided my toxic family for the second year running kudos congrats on that uh instead of putting up with the stress and drama i went to a cat sanctuary i volunteer at and handed out treats and loved on all of the kitties just me my best friend and 200 cats best thanksgiving ever to be honest i highly recommend ditching your family on holidays to hang out with cats (laughs) i love this oh yeah good for you (laughs) Yeah, Sounds I mean, so wholesome. you know, there's like this kind of like this stigma around like you have to have Thanksgiving plans sometimes or it feels that way, especially when you live close to family. It's expected that you show up for Thanksgiving dinner. But yeah, sometimes yeah. maybe just take even a year off and see how you feel about it. Test the waters. There's always next year. You can always go back next year. So long as you make a good excuse to the family. I'm not feeling well. Sorry, I can't make it this year. Then go see the cats instead. 
the past so since moving out to Vegas the last three years we Pat and I did a cute national park trip I mentioned Tucson for Saguaro National Park um the year before that we did Joshua Tree slash Palm Springs and the year before that we did Zion it was very nice the crowds were favorable in terms of how busy it was um so I would definitely recommend that type of thing too. just use your time off. If you have it to take a little trip somewhere, that's kind of the angle we took now. Unfortunately, I have friends, so we didn't take a, a trip to a national park this year, but if we still did not, you can bet we would have been somewhere other than here for Thanksgiving. All right. You guys ready for the next one? Yeah. There was drama with my dad's store. This is a doozy. An expensive ring was lost and he thought an employee stole it. My brother helped him look through camera footage on Thanksgiving Day. And it turned out that what's normally done wasn't actually done. And the ring was put in a plastic baggie and then placed in the safe instead of a manila envelope. And it's probably still lost. Plus, there's been drama between his employees about this lost ring. And one of the employees was caught on camera making a major mistake. The same one that we found out my dad has still been driving to the grocery store in addition to driving her home most days. My mom was pissed because my dad's been coming home extra late because of it. Plus, there was an incident several months ago where he wrecked his car on one of the drives to the grocery store with his employee. We talked to him about not taking said employee to the grocery store back then, yet he's still doing it. This is the same employee that he decided to buy a lease on an apartment for, which he deducts from her paycheck. I get he was trying to do something good, but it was a major risk, not something that employers usually do for their employees. And she just hasn't been performing well at all at work from the way my dad talks. And this drama came up on Thanksgiving Day. Luckily, we were still cooking and not during the meal. So, yeah, that's the major drama where my brother, mom and I are all upset with my dad and the choices he's made. Oh, man. So, yeah, are, are you two reading like possibly f- feelings between dad and this employee or am I misreading this? At first, I thought so. But then I thought maybe not. Maybe he was just trying to do something nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like he's done a few things nice. But it is yeah. like overly nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like regardless of whether or not there's something inappropriate happening here from like a relationship standpoint, I think it's inappropriate regardless to be doing that for an employee, right? Because there is that potential for you know, the perception of favoritism with an Mm. employee, but it also takes away from the time and energy you put into your family, which is my interpretation of the writer's frustration that it's resulted in some, you know, less time with their father and that their mom is frustrated by that too. And they asked dad to not take the employee to the grocery store anymore and he's still doing it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So there's like lying there too. That must sting. Yeah. And just like not disobeying your family, but just like not heeding the requests of your family, which sound pretty important. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to digest, especially around the holidays, like dealing with that Mm -hmm. with your family. Yeah. The apartment leases the craziest part to me that, i hope that 
you're, I mean, people are not made of money. I hope at least, you know, your parents are doing well enough that your dad felt like that was okay to do. Like it wouldn't have been okay to do without discussing it first with your mom, but yeah, still. It kind of sounds like he didn't discuss it first though. And that's the problem. And I think, I think that's the piece of it that raises the question in our minds but then also i see in our discord uh at least one person calling this out (laughs) yeah wondering like okay is that all this is is it just an employer relationship or is it something else so yeah this is uh some flags are coming up for me here yeah this is it's inappropriate regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it's romantic or not All right, next one. This was about 10 plus years ago. So we've got two stories, by the way, that are 10 years old. People have been sitting (laughs) on this trauma for a while, these poor people. This was about 10 plus years ago, but my mother was hosting Thanksgiving at our duplex apartment when her volunteer EMS radio went off for a call. My aunt's best friend, she can go by Kay, at the time was also there, and she heard the call, realized due to the location, it was the man she was dating who my mom also briefly dated a few years prior. Kay begged my mom to take her there to see if he was okay, so my mom did. TLDR, the medics recognized my mom and asked her to help with chest compressions, and she was flown away in the helicopter on Thanksgiving to a hospital about 40 minutes away, right before our whole family was going to come over. Skull emoji. The elders in the family were not happy. She missed most of the day, but I can't blame her. The guy the call was for was okay in the end. Well, thanks for adding that in. Yeah, you can't blame her at all. I mean, you know, this is something important. It, yeah. It sucks, but yeah, our health problems don't go away on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's also just interesting that it's like your aunt's best friend was the person dating this guy and your mom also dated him in the past and she was the one who got whisked away. <laughs> in the helicopter with him. I understand it's because she's a volunteer EMS worker, but um, yeah, I can see why that would ruffle some feathers, but there really wasn't anything she could do about it. This is like a Grey's Anatomy plot line, I think. They could it probably really write is. this into the show if they haven't already. <laughs> <laughs> a great Thanksgiving episode. It would be funny if this actually was an episode and somebody was trolling us to be like, <laughs> I'm going to type a synopsis of this Grey's Anatomy episode. <laughs> All right. And our last one from our patrons reads, (laughs) this is funny. There were no mashed potatoes at my wife's family Thanksgiving, and I am, was, and will always be shook. This was my first time going to Thanksgiving with her family. (laughs) And it sounds like the last time, too. (laughs) Next year, buddy, won't you bring some mashed potatoes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I also like I have some follow up questions like were there other kinds of potatoes on the table or were there like no potatoes? I love uh, mac and cheese stuffing like some green beans or some sort of salad. And then, yeah, the mashed potatoes, of course. Turkey. I don't. The turkey's never done it for me. I don't care who's making no. it. No. Turkey really is. a. I think it's just a thing that we do, but nobody actually really likes it that much. That's no. why we only have it once a year. <laughs> I feel like turkey is just a centerpiece that you have to have, but I feel like everybody always hits the sides way harder. Yeah. Do you know Popeye's caters Thanksgiving dinner? Like you could buy a whole what? Thanksgiving spread. Yeah. So we went over wow. a friend's house on Thanksgiving and he got it from Popeye's. It's the whole freaking turkey and then the mac and cheese. 
and green beans and then like a mashed potato with um bacon in it. It was really good. Oh. Yeah. That is really Ooh. cool. We were pleasantly surprised. I didn't surprised. know they did that. Yeah. I would need the popcorn shrimp version though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see if they had alternate options, but maybe they do. Maybe. All right. Well, that concludes our Thanksgiving confessional palooza. Those were some great stories. Thank you, everybody. And like I said at the top of this, I think this is a good primer for helping navigate the holiday season. So this was all good to discuss. Over on Patreon this week, like we said, we're going to be sharing our own family Thanksgiving horror stories. I'll report on how our Friendsgiving went. Patreon.com slash millennial is where you can find that. You can also find that through the paid Apple podcast subscription. Both offer you Mega Millennial, which is the main show ad free with After Dark attached at the end. So you get all of our best stuff wrapped up in one convenient episode every week. We also have our executive producer tier that gets you inside access to two of our planning meetings every month, and you can listen to them live on Thursdays or listen to them on Patreon after they go for anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes usually, and they are a good time. We're also cooking up a very exciting benefit for $10 and $20 patrons that kicks off in 2024. We prepared the first installment last week. It went really well, so we're really excited for everybody to enjoy that. A new variety show also available now where we discussed the latest season of The Crown, Naked Attraction, and what was the third thing? Oh, The Hunger Games spinoff. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes with Hot President Snow. Time for some recommendations. Pam, what do you got for us? I wanted to recommend the Doctor Who special, The Starbase. This dropped right after Thanksgiving, I believe, or right on. You can stream it on Disney Plus and probably on a couple of other platforms, too. They always do the Christmas special, but this year's the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, so they're doing three separate specials that are coming out over the course of the rest of this year, which is not very long. We don't have much time left. Anyway, this is super. Oh my gosh. I loved this so much. Um, I haven't really checked in on Doctor Who in a while, but I'm really excited for uh, the new doctor, Shudi Gatwa, who some of you might recognize from Sex Education. And he's not in this first special, but David Tennant and Catherine Tate are back as the 10th doctor and Donna Noble. So yeah, this was just great. It just like warmed my heart so much. It gave really like old school Doctor Who vibes. And they always had insane chemistry. They've come together over the years to do other things as well. So it's just really nice seeing them back in these characters. And if you um, enjoyed their original stint on Doctor Who, then you'll definitely enjoy this. So pop on over and see what they're up to if you haven't checked in in a while like me. My recommendation actually piggybacks on a rec that Pam offered a few months ago. And then it came up in my Amazon recommendations like two months ago, and I decided to finally try it. And I'm glad I did. Um, The Mighty Patches by Hero. I have been specifically using the nose patches. It's pretty large. It covers your nose and then right around it. And this is to help with nose pores, pimples, zits, oil, basically all the nose gunk. And you leave it on overnight. It's very comfortable. I forget that it's on despite the size of the thing. And I have definitely noticed improvements around my nose. I've always had an issue with my pores around my nose. So this has been very helpful. And then you can peel it off and you can see the results the next morning. You see it all up 
on that gross patch. This is something I signed up for um, Amazon subscribe and save for. So I just get regular shipments of this to save a little money too. Um, but Pam, I know you've recommended their other patches as well. There's like acne spot patches. They just have a lot of great products that you should definitely look at. And I think the prices are very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use. I always have the uh, just the original Hero Mighty patches for uh, whenever I get acne on my face if I get like a bad pimple or something I it just works so well and I've also used the they have one that has micro needles in it which is really great at, at getting you know like the um, blemishes if you have like you know a pimple that hasn't like fully surfaced and you're really trying to oh. you know get it gone I would recommend looking into those too but yeah they they're a great line I know they have other skincare products too I haven't delved in but the the patches are all great uh, the micro points is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the micro points. Yeah. Oh, I should try this. Okay. Yeah, like you said, they have a ton of great products. It's fun to just kind of browse through and just think to myself, like, hmm, could I actually use any of these? Yeah. So. And also, you could definitely. I don't know about like the nose patches, but if you're just using the the, the small little ones, you could like leave the house wearing them, and they're almost indetectable. I agree with that. They sell ones that are called Invisible Plus, whisper thin Ooh. and lightweight, yet still effective. Wear it during the day. That's cool. Do these um, Mighty Patches, Andrew, do they get really crusty and dry overnight? They do not. No. Okay. Very comfortable to wear. Like in the morning, I like scratch my nose just because I have an itch or something. I'm like, oh, I forgot that was on. Like, I just don't even notice yeah. it. Okay. That's good to know because I'm so used to the old school like Biore strips that we would all use as teenagers and how they turn into like paper mache on your face and they get all dry. We've come a <laughs> long way. No, these are very soft and comfortable. Good. Good. I'm glad for that. Um, and then what I'm going to be recommending this week is Spider-Man 2. Um, this is something that came out a few weeks ago, but Mark and I have been playing it. Obviously pretty big Spider-Man fans here in the house. Uh, We haven't gotten to play as much of it uh, in the month of November as we ramp up to the holidays as we want to, but it is so, so good. Um, We're playing it on our PS5, but the graphics are amazing. The character designs are really, really top tier. And the way that they, and the way that they change perspectives between Peter Parker and Miles Morales is very fluid. Andrew, I think you were playing this too, right? I am. I'm moving slowly through it as well. Um, Beautiful game. Agree with all of your points. Um, I ship Peter and another guy who I won't say because it might be a low-key spoiler. So, But let's just say (laughs) I I ship. I'm shipping in this game. Oh, interesting. I think I know who you're talking about. They're so great together. (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Make sure you're following the show and your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. By the way, if you listen via Spotify and Spotify Wrapped comes out in the next next week, I think it's coming out very soon, and uh, Millennial's there, please post on social media and tag us. We would be happy to reshare your love of Millennial on our social channels. Also recommend just listening via Spotify in general if you're already using it to listen to music. If you have any feedback, and thanks again to everybody who contributed to today's episode, we really could not have done this without you. You can email millennialshow at gmail.com or you can use the contact form or anonymous confessional on millennialshow.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and threads. And then over on TikTok, we're Millennial Pod. After Dark starts in a moment for patrons and Apple Podcast subscribers. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. 
Goodbye. Bye, y'all.